jar of hearts. My journey on the online dating site Match. For the first time in my life, I have decided to take the plunge and sign up for Match.com. I have been encouraged to do so by my brother, whom I love and adore. He has recently rejoined the site and met a woman in November, and they not only share the same birthday, but the same kindred spirits. Setting up the profile felt like a job application. Most of the questions are deemed to help you get to know facts about the person who is going to connect with you on your profile. The questions for me were pretty straightforward. I found it very difficult to write my profile. The narrative felt like the first chapter of, Hi, my name is Donna, what's yours? It gave me the opportunity to tell a little bit about myself in a way that did not reflect a big or little persona. No ego and grounded in a way that seemed normal. I found the interest intense as it was the first month of a new year and the fishes were swimming in a pool of hungry sharks. Not really fair, but that's what I felt. Lots of men from all walks of life. Tall men, athletic, shorter, in need of some reconstruction. COVID, couch potatoes. While it is exciting to see your profile blow up and match promoting it with a one-hour boost, it was both depressing and energizing simultaneously. My brother checked in on me to see how I was doing, and his kind words of wisdom were, were, keep your options open. I am an old-fashioned girl. COVID has made it easier to be that girl, given you do, do not have options to mix, mix and mingle. My girlfriends had stated that the roadmap to this site is to meet for coffee or drinks and keep the meeting to less than an hour. Do not spend endless time on the phone texting or talking in the order to get the know the person. Seemed easy enough to be scrolling through likes or skips and also realizing many men are divorced, recently separated, and widowers. The single guys, some of them look like serial daters whom I think at this time or this point in their lives were ready for a long-term relationship. That made me wonder why now after a history of being free and spirited, your, need, your needs are a long-term relationship. As I started to get some likes, responses, and highs to my profile, I began to realize that I was just one in a field of many. These prospective men would ask, so tell me about yourself, despite the fact that my profile had already given them a peek into who I was, what my career was, and where I resided. Some men could not follow the narrative. Others commented how grounded and calm I seemed. Lots commented about my pics, my eyes, and my sincerity in my profile. The more I read the profiles of men finding an interest in me, I realized there was a common theme. While I had spent my entire life in a business-focused career, I was capturing the attention of men who were more creative, writers, editors, and producers. I thought, that's pretty interesting since my current profession in the health and wellness industry and Additionally, in the process of launching another aspect of my career in an online platform for health and wellness, it's odd that I'm attracting these groups of men. 
I also started to think I really was a pretty busy individual with a life filled with passion and energy, lacking in some of my prospective suitors. My profile speaks to no couch potatoes and that it's an uneven playing field if you can see my photos and your profile is totally void of any photos. Okay, let my journey begin. First fish out of the pond. Seems like they all swim pretty regularly and the reader resides within 15 miles of my home. Pictures reflect young daughters, scenes on the water from a boat and lots of pictures of him eating at various restaurants. While his profile contains enough information to get a feel for his life, it doesn't draw me in for any reason. Since it's my first catch of the day, I decide to wait before I respond. Shortly afterwards, a follow-up text came regarding perhaps coffee, drinks, or wanna chat on the phone. I am totally frozen as to how I even respond and contemplating how do I exit the site and, and, and cancel my membership. He seems super aggressive. And then he suggests he is disappointed that I haven't written back. I had a WTF moment. How do you have the right to make these comments when you don't even know me? Because I did not respond to your invite? You think I already owe you something? Okay, time to respond. I politely re respond back and write, I'm new to this site and I'm trying to get a feel for how to navigate the waters. While I do not accept or decline anyone's offer at this time, I'm not ready for a dinner date. His response was both civil and charming. He identified how difficult it is to put yourself out there, but it's a step in the world of dating. And who knows, maybe I will find a lover. Okay, that's not what I wanted to hear. I do not want a lover. I do not need a dinner out with you. And most of all, next, a gent by the name of Richard. He wrote a beautiful introductory letter. And although I thought it was too intense, I did write back thanking him for his kind words and comments. He responded quickly. No one has ever taken the time to write back such a lovely response all the time he was on match. Oh dear, I thought this was going to be a tough one. Although I did not get too personal in my initial response, I did try to be professional and kind, and he seemed to have been reading more into it than I intended. He asked if I would like to go to coffee. I thought, how difficult would it be to just start looking at this as a way of making new friends? I stated I worked a lot of hours and had a couple of days free and a couple of times available to connect. His response was, what's your name again? OMG. It's in the thread of our communications for the past two days. He responds, laugh out loud, I was having a senior moment. Maybe it was a senior moment. Or maybe he needed a personal secretary to line up his dates and keep track. Sigh. I gave him the benefit of the doubt and agreed to brunch rather than Starbucks for a coffee. He said, I can drive to you. It's not that far. He lived in New York and he was willing to commute to a diner not far from where I resided. Totally doable. The morning of our arranged meeting, I started having reservations about meeting him. 
and I really wanted to cancel. About a half hour later, I ironically got a response from him saying, looking forward to our coffee date at Starbucks in New York. I was totally flabbergasted as it was brunch in Connecticut. So once again, a senior moment. I used it as an opportunity to say, I think I'm going to bow out as it was brunch in Connecticut. Maybe you're having another senior moment, but honestly, I can't do serious serial dating and I'm really very busy. About an hour later, he wrote back, the net, never make a mistake. He wrote that he was, I was wrapped up too tight. I could not believe the change in his personality. I decided not to respond. And that's when it got pretty ugly. As he berated me for six days with follow-up emails and how it was an honest mistake, a communication error. And he really wanted to meet me and wanted to date me. Each email and follow-up really was on the verge of a little more crazier. So I decided to call Match and ask, how do you block these things from coming in? The guy at Match was a sweetheart and he told me, you don't really have to block them, you just don't have to respond. Respond. My response to him was, can you see what the communications are between the two of us? He says, yes. I said, if I was your mom, what would you do? He started laughing, he said, block him right now. My third encounter was with a man who was artsy and interesting and worked in theater. He reached out to me, but when he found out I lived in Connecticut, he said we were geographically challenged as he lived in New York City. My thoughts are, I think COVID has paralyzed people. And he also said he was looking for a long-term relationship. And honestly, at this point, I wished him well and the best along his journey. I was not looking for a long-term relationship. I was looking for coffee, a glass of wine, an opportunity to meet and talk and get to know you. Two days later, he reached back out and said, maybe it's not that far away. I chose not to respond. Day four, new man, pretty full of himself, reaches out and talks about similar careers in health and wellness, a career in banking, a motivational speaker, and yes, he does comedy. Now that hurt my eyes and ears as it's funny to laugh at oneself. I could use a little stand-up comedian in my life right now. Within two days, six more emails, and he is a tad coming on way too strong for me. Again, I'm not sure how busy my life is, but it's busy enough for me not to need a boyfriend at this moment. When you think about people going from zero to 60 in two days, once again, I'm really not looking for a full-time, long-term relationship. And honestly, this site seems to be going quickly. He indicated I needed to respond back quickly because he was a hot commodity on match. And he was heating up. Today, I received a text saying that I better strike at the opportunity because he's going to be grabbed up really quickly. I can't fathom this, but it's comic to say at the very least. My response was, good luck on your journey and I wish you well. I'm getting pretty good at this, I find. Day five, a new day, a new inbox admirer. Same feel, same interests. 
a possibility as it relates to common things to chat about. We agreed to meet for coffee. I met him and in the first 30 minutes, I was realizing how different we really were. It's hard for me to focus on what's before me as I try to get to know people. I realize that I'm just looking to date, spend some time making a new friend. My world in my career is predominantly in a female industry. I do not have a lot of time. However, I would make time for the right person. We scheduled the next a follow-up date for the following weekend. The day before that date was supposed to happen, and this was a glass of wine and appetizers. I got an email from him. His email was honest, sincere, but totally, to me, too much. His comments were, Donna, I don't think this is going to work out. You are a very busy woman. You work in New York City and you strut around between Connecticut and New York City. I don't strut around, I earn a living, a healthy living. I am self-employed as well as I work for six different studios in health and wellness. At first I was scratching my head saying, isn't this a bit premature? A 30 minute coffee break ends up being you're, we're in the wrong places in our life. I was trying to read and take my time in absorbing what he was feeling. He indicated that he was building a house in Connecticut an hour away from where I resided. He indicated that he was looking for a woman, a lady friend, a girlfriend to spend time with him and share more of his life. Geographic proximity made it difficult. Our, my busyness in my life made it even more so. He suggested that if my calendar ever opened up, I could reach back out and schedule some time to go kayaking fishing. Kayaking and fishing was not on my radar. I kindly responded back, no problem. I totally understand it. Yes, I am a busy individual. I am certainly passionate about my work and my journey. I have so much to do this year before I sleep. So many days have passed. It seems like eternity, but it's only two months. I have been somewhat saddened over the last week or so, perhaps because I felt that all of the things I was doing to push forward, to be my warrior, to be the strength of who Donna can be, has done me very well. My head has moved along. My heart has yet to catch up with my head. I keep thinking, what would I do differently? What could have been done differently? What would I do now in reflection if I had to do it all over again? I don't think I would have changed anything. I feel like the strength of who I am today came from who I have been over the last two years. Being on a dating site is both hard and difficult and sad. Somewhere out there is a person with a heart of gold who represents as an honest gentleman. But the people that have been reaching out to me, I don't see 
how to reach back. I look at their face and wonder, are their smiles real? Are their eyes warm and sincere? Do they really want a, a long-term relationship or do they just really want to be with someone just to fill the void? Filling the void is not easy. It shouldn't be difficult, but there's lots of ways for me to keep myself busy. I can immerse myself into work. I can give 110% every day of the week that I work to my clients, enabling them to grow physically, mentally, and emotionally from my work. Me, on the other hand, I'm having a hard time growing through the process. Over the last two months, I've been listening to books on tape and listening to what it is to be a narcissist, what it is to be a psychopath, what it is to be a sociopath. The combination of the disorders, to say the least, are very immersed in one another. I look at the person I was with and wonder, does he fit that bill? Does he really resemble this person? The bottom line is they all have some level of connection. On one day, it could have been a narcissist trait. On a second day, it could have been a sociopath trait. And on another day, it could have been a psychopath trait. I ended up missing all of them. Were those red flags? Were they pink flags? Were they white flags? Were the flags even there? I didn't recognize not one of them. If you told me in my wildest of dreams that I would be doing a podcast talking to women about how not to be misled, to be blindsided, or to be hurt, the vulnerabilities of everything I am, who I stand for, actually got so depleted as a result of being in a situation where in coming up from the downside of something, I have become, become so part of the upside of something. I know that the wind underneath my wings comes from me. I know also that in order to heal, you have to feel pain first. In order to move forward, whether it is your heart or your head, you have to bring both of those together one by one or simultaneously. How, I have, how have I done this over the last two months? The way for me to have healed was to recognize the good, the bad, and perhaps the ugly. I recognized all the good of what I had with the man I was in a relationship with. I re realized that what he brought to me on a daily basis was something I had never felt before. I recognized I had been the giver to many of feeling this in, their, in my past relationships. Very few people had brought it to me. So for that, I am grateful. The bad came at the end of the relationship when I found out that through some Columbo-like skill sets that I have, that my man was in a relationship with someone else, either simultaneously, either before me or during me, or I was in a relationship as the third person on that triangle. 
I'm not sure. I still am trying to figure that out, but it doesn't make any difference. I think the hardest part is looking at deception, disappointment, disillusionment, and the devastation of being blindsided by every aspect of putting your heart out there and giving your heart, your mind, your body and your spirit to someone who took it all from you and everything you were seeing in that person was actually them pulling everything out of you. Of course you would fall in love with that person. Of course you would feel warmth, desires, love like you had never felt before because they had extracted it out. I think the most difficult piece for me is not understanding in the ugly. The ugly was upon discovery, my guy wasn't strong enough to admit what he had done. That is the most difficult thing to recognize as being character flaw. Which character flaw? Which trait did he possess that he would hurt me without giving me the proper closure or the proper lens to see into what wasn't, perhaps what would never have been. What am I looking for in a man? The things I like to see when you sit across from me is a beautiful smile, warm and inviting eyes, somebody that has a heart of gold who cares for others, whether they're the waiter or waitress in a restaurant, the small child having a difficult time in a meltdown on a given day. These are the little things that warm me. I like people with energy, emotional energy, intellectual energy, and most of all, sexual energy. I'm not thinking that I need to have all three of those at the same time, but I'd like to have all three of those in the same man. It has dawned on me that I've spent my entire life helping others achieve their best version of themselves. I have been the wind underneath many people's wings. I have helped to support ailing parents. I have helped to strengthen children in their growing phases. I have helped partners achieve their best version of themselves. I have stood by and smiled as I've seen others benefit from what I've had to offer. At this point in my life, I need to take care of me. I am not being selfish. I am being self-effective. I realize that people tend to want to always give me their ideas on what is best for me. I have listened. I have argued. I have defended postures in the past. But at this time, I'm realizing not all people or friends are giving me the advice that I need for myself. I have heard people say to me, you can't do that, or why would you ever do that? And I have ventured to challenge why I would do that and why I successfully do that. I have worked hard all my life, whether I worked in a corporate entity, whether I was self-employed, whether I have helped a former spouse grow his business and support his business. There comes a time where I have to look at how hard I work for me. 
I can be an island, I can be alone. I can be with someone and I can be without someone. I think at this point in my life, it's important for me to understand what exactly I need. All my life I've been in long-term relationships. I realize I'm not a dater. I'm not sure how that started, but I do know that I have been in several long-term relationships. Every one of them has brought to the table something in me which makes me who I am. Most of the men I've been in relationships with have added something to the way I look at life or experience life. Some have made me wonder what made me see a quality in them and not recognize what the quality was later on after we had crossed paths and left those paths. The one thing I know that I really want is someone who is honest. Someone who speaks their truth and their truth is honesty. Something that seems to be missing in most situations right now. As a woman, I look around and think I'm pretty savvy and sophisticated on a number of levels. But the most important levels in life are not relationships. The most important levels in life is how you stand within your own two feet. I can stand very tall and sometimes I can fit and sit very small but it's what I choose to do on a given day. I think it's very hard to look out and see people that we might think have the best relationship when in fact they do not. Sadly, most women are givers and most men seem to be takers. Some men are givers, but they are few and far between. Society seems to have women still walking in the shadows of a man. I have rarely walked in any man's shadow. I will walk next to you. I will walk in front of you, but I will never walk in your shadow. I am looking for a man who brings to me a merger of equals, a passion for life, an energy and joy for family and friends. And most of all, someone who still sees one more opportunity an opportunity to grow into a better version of who they are. I hope you sit and listen to my podcasts. I hope that something I say will resonate with you. I am not coming from a world of experience on dating. I am coming from a world of experience on what my heart needs. I am very strong in what I look for in life. I am passionate about what I expect in life for myself, and I am still a work in progress. Join me to transform your life to the work in progress that you still have.